Welcome to the Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian, we are asking the question of what does it mean to have your identity found in Jesus Christ as a Christian? Hey, Fuller, you ready? Let's go. Happy Podcast Day, Happy Fuller. Happy Podcast Day, my friend. Today's a special day it's, it's in RTC special. land. Fuller, is today, why is today special to you, my friend? Because we are finally reunited in person hey! to podcast. First time in long time, like second week in March, I think is the last Has time. Has it really been that long? Yeah, so today is May 8th. It was like the, it was like mid March the last time we were in person to podcast because we we did a bunch of bash recordings yeah and then I got sick yep after our like the day after our last time we got together and recorded because we did the Good Friday episode bonus episode while like when you like first found out you were sick right like exactly. with with COVID nineteen supposed COVID nineteen I don't know oh. I never tested got tested for it but yeah yeah we'll, we'll just call it i survived that's what doctors are saying they're just giving everyone covid if, if it was it. i survived i'm a survivor <laughs> no paul lindgren is the real survivor, that's the survivor man. he's the real survivor so but, at date of recording we are at the place the stage of covid where everyone's wearing masks um now actually the governor of indiana pretty much said for the love of all that is holy please stop wearing gloves yeah. Like he actually said that there's a press release which I'm like, finally, someone got their sense together. Right. It's like a PDF and everything of like, Hey, here's why gloves actually pass more germs. So yeah, I mean, it's yeah. But, uh, well, you see people, I saw somebody driving with gloves. It's like, why are you in your car with gloves on? <laughs> oh, or my favorite, you ready for this one? You see someone driving in the car with a mask on. They walk into the store with their, take mask, their mask off. And then they take it off know. to talk with the person. Right. I'm like that. That defeats the purpose. That's the complete opposite. Anyways, yeah. So but we got anywho, a lot of craziness. Going are you on. are you planning on being at church this Sunday? Or uh, it's Mother's no. Day. Can, date of recording. Can you imagine my three kids trying to be quiet in a church <laughs> service? It's not going to with happen. no nursery, there's, no nothing. There's no way, and there's no way we could keep a face mask on them. I got two. well. Technically, it's everyone under two. I have right? two that are older than two. But would Piper really keep a mask on though? I don't. Piper may, but I don't know if Noel would. No, Noel probably. And then what's have. up with that? Okay, so if you're two years old or younger, or if you're younger than two, you don't need a mask. And it's like, well, can't they catch it too? Well, how, I mean, so we're just going to leave them unprotected? Yeah, I'm not. Doing yeah, that. sorry. So, anyways, yeah, so we will not be there probably till July 4th when all this craziness has gone down. Fourth of July. Yeah, yeah, because that's like, if you look at the rollout plan for Indiana, that's when like that's no, when everything's ma- no masks are required anymore. So here's a fun fact. Well, needless to say, I'll be at church this Sunday. Well, not, uh, I've been at church for the last whatever, but I have to wear a mask this Sunday. Sorry. I'll, I'll probably whip it off since I'm <laughs> I'm gonna be in the oh, sound no. booth the whole it's time. It's required. That's true, I know. Anyways, so uh I'll be in the sound booth so they won't be able to tell, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of coffee are we drinking tonight, Mark? Bro, I I got a little bougie tonight. I had a little bougie in my cup. Oh, here we go with so, the, the Gen Z talk again. Okay, maybe. No, bad and bougie. That would be my Gen Z. But um, so we are drinking stuff straight from the, the the Fuller Farm of coffee. You don't, you don't grow your own yet. No. That's a lie. The Fuller, Fuller Roastery of, of places. We're drinking the Ethiopian blend. Yes, we are. Which is, in case anyone's wondering, Ethiopian blends are one of my favorites. Yep. Ethiopians are one of my favorites. And I made it specifically for you. I roasted mm-hmm. it. And you made it weak. But that's Bro, all right. you, 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 you gonna call me out like that? I am. I always do. You gonna call it's real me. talk? I <laughs> <laughs> it's real talk, Mark. You made what I did make weak coffee. I I ain't gonna lie. But Anyways. I went a little bougie on mine. We had French press for the Ethiopian roast, the RTC roast. But I did a cafe au lait with mine. Ole. A cafe au lait, which if for all of you non coffee snobs, ole means with milk. Like that's all it is. So it's half coffee, half milk, and I got just a little bit of salted caramel flavoring up in there just to make it make it nice nice and i'm drinking smooth. mine with a little bit of creamer right it wasn't a little bit of creamer you got more creamer in there than Actually, coffee this time it's empty right now so no i don't we are five <laughs> minutes into the podcast and you already pounded it i'm, I'm yeah. like three quarters so mark do we got any reviews tonight no 
No reviews again. No, I checked iTunes. I checked Podbean, Google, and um, Spotify. You don't. Well, okay. Well, let's back this up. <laughs> we have a comment on Facebook or on YouTube. We have a comment on YouTube, but that was that's an interesting conversation. But um, but no, we have no reviews. The last review was about a month and about a month and a half ago. So, Mark, how can people comment, review, message? How can they get so all So, the us? easiest way that you guys can help us out, because we kicked all this stuff out free. We're looking at updating even more of our gear, and we're having a good time with that. But the easiest way to help get our podcast into the eyes. Eyes? Well, I guess on YouTube. The ears of listeners. I'm used to my church talk. Is go to Apple iTunes, find our show, and leave us a review. If you don't think it's worthy of five stars, I'm not going to ask you to leave it a five stars. Why wouldn't you? I don't know. Probably because you're a little, little, you're, 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 you need more coffee. You're a little grumpy. You need to be happy. <laughs> then you can leave us five star review. But every review helps actually push our content out to more people as they're searching for various right. contents or whatnot. Um, but we're also on Facebook, Real Talk Christian Podcast. We're also on Instagram as well, Real Talk Christian Podcast. We're on Twitter, Real Talk Christian Podcast. Gmail, Real Talk Christian Podcast at gmail.com. Or, we actually, with Podbeam, it used to be realtalkchristian.podbeam.com. We just claimed the, the, the domain name. So you Boom. can go to realtalkchristianpodcast.com and listen there as well. It's exciting. So I think the moral of the story is just look for Real Talk Christian Podcast. If you Google Real Talk Christian Podcast. We're the only it. We're it, bro. We're, we're it. We're it. We're going to pull up for you. Now, if you just do Real Talk Christian, like Real Talk Kim might come up and that you might have to scroll through with just real talk that Christian. that lady's great <laughs> she's nuts real talk for him she's a pastor if you can't see Quotes. i'm doing air quotes right now but she's oh my goodness she's interesting but but at the end of the day man we love community we love people dm us on instagram yeah. write us messages on facebook we've had some really good interaction with mm -hmm. certain people and some good and conversations we'd love to get to know you more exactly and that's it and we wouldn't keep producing podcasts that actually benefit you i guess in some way shape or form we've had a lot of great interviews like with um recently at least with best schneider of the schneider ladies and joseph and that little extra bonus on the end there with kimberly yeah that was awesome frericks 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 that's how you, how you say it in the spanish <laughs> i don't remember i don't know i don't remember how he said you say it so kimberly called me a gringo on instagram because I posted, well, so on the stories, I was posted like him sharing the gospel in Spanish. And I was like, hey, does, like, does anyone understand this? And, I, and then the next one was like, obviously, Mark has no clue what Joseph is saying. So she comments and goes, yeah, you gringo. <laughs> like, Come on, man. <laughs> but, but, yeah. but yeah, so there's plenty of ways to reach out to us, man. Plenty yeah, of ways. Awesome. All right, man. Well, let's let's dive into it. Let's not banter too long. Uh, eh, it's already been eight minutes. Well, you know, that's better than the 13 minutes. <laughs> Anyway, Welcome, Janiel. <laughs> anyways, uh, so we're talking about uh, what does it mean to a Christian to have identity in Christ? And this is actually a topic that we had put in our topic list. And I think we got it from somebody, and I don't remember who it was, but we got it a long time ago. And Was this uh, part of the Paul Lindgren it may have conversation? It may though? have been, but I'm not 100% sure. I think this one kind of has always been on the back burner, though. Yeah. Like since day one. It's, yeah, it's been kind of there. Since um, actually... Before day one, before we launched. I think this was part of our original conversation. It may have been. But yeah, so anyway, we, it's been there for a we bit. decided, uh, hey, let's tackle it this, this week and uh, give you our view of what it means to a Christian to have their identity in Christ. So first, before we can talk about identity, we kind of need to understand what identity is. Define the terms. So uh, identity, identity is defined like this. Uh, the fact of being who or what a person or thing is. Did you understand that? Yeah, I like how they use the word the fact. Like, it is what it is. Of, a, you know? of who or what a person or thing is. I just, I didn't understand the thing part. <laughs> like, is a stick going to be like, I identify as a stick? Like, I, I don't know. But anyways. Well, that goes back to, you know, I identify. It's like, no, you are what you are. Yeah, Because right. it's the fact of being. Right. Identity is being, Correct. not choosing. It's the fact of being. Correct. I like that. I like the fact that of part. being. Because my cat's a cat. Side note, I have a cat. <laughs> yeah, I know. It scared me today. I was like, I forgot that you had gotten a cat. And yeah, anyways, that's another story. But uh, the, the other definition is a close similarity or affin affinity, not infinity, affinity. Um, and so this is more or less talking about a likeness of something. So like um, Mark, you know, is like, is like a skinny version of me, just Uglier, I mean. I was going to say a better looking <laughs> version, but you know. Yeah, because affinity is a spontaneous or natural liking 
right. or sympathy for someone or something. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know, we have um, all sorts of, there, there's been a lot of talk about identity and identifying as um, throughout the world in, in recent times of I identify as male, I identify as female, I identify as neither. Or gay or straight well, yeah, or quasi yeah. or whatever. So, but mm-hmm. what, what do, um, as the average person might go, what do they identify as in their personal life, not like around other people? Well, some, some people identify, most people identify as a son or a daughter. Uh, a father or mother, a brother or sister, an aunt or an uncle, a grandma, a grandpa, an athlete, a high schooler, a college kid, a pastor's kid, Eli. <clears throat> or a missionary's kid. Or a missionary's, missionary's kid. kid. Joe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a barista. Hey, I love my baristas. A pastor. You know how to notice how I tied those two together? Barista, it's the same thing, dude. I was thinking of you. We serve happiness. <laughs> a healthcare worker, I think of Paul. Uh, a food worker. A manufacturer worker. Uh, a marketing person, a businessman, an essential worker, mm. a non-essential worker, and et cetera, you know, and, and everything that might you might identify as um, in your own personal life. I know, Mark, you and I have talked about this in the past, and this is kind of where this topic might have spurred from a little bit more, was that uh, I'm like, man, who, who who's Mark Hyde? And you're like, Mark Hyde's a, a youth pastor. Mark Hyde's a father. Mark Hyde's a son. And Mark I Hyde's went through an identity crisis this past year. Right. Man. And so, and like I identify as, like I identified as a steel worker, as a father, as a husband, as a, you know. As a podcaster. As a podcaster. Um, and so that's kind of how most people would identify themselves. But interesting fact. Oh, is, I'm going to kind of jump ahead because... Say, you're going to fun fact right now? No, that's no, not a fun fact, but oh, okay. interesting fact. Okay, okay, so that doesn't count. So talking with Janiel this past week, getting ready um, with show notes for this for this podcast, she goes, isn't it funny? Isn't it funny how most people wouldn't start identifying themselves as a Christian, as a follower of Christ? As that's not the first one. That's not the first one. It's in there. It's always in the list, but it's never... The, it very rarely is like... Hey, Mark, uh, tell me about yourself. Well, I'm a Christian. You know, like usually it's, oh, well, you know, I work in the ministry or, hey, you know, I got this going on or like me. Oh, well, I work at the steel mill and I'm a father. I'm a husband. You know, I got three kids. Like that's kind of where my mind went. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm just as guilty as anybody at this. And this is it's it was kind of um, an interesting fact. And I, we'll dive a little bit more into it um, later on in the show. But but that yeah. is an interest. I mean, it's, it's a good observation because, I mean, yeah. I even think about. My Instagram profile, my my personal website, it was always um, husband, father, youth pastor, coffee fanatic, right, or coffee something. Like those were the top. Those were those were the four. But even saying you know? pastor, I mean pastor of what? Like it, you could be a pastor of a lot of religions. They call them pastors, or right, leaders, right. or whatever. Oh, I'm just agreeing with you. I'm just yeah. saying yeah. Like, that's so, like normally it's it's right. what you do is who you are. Right. Exactly. You know? So. Um, we as a human race identify as a lot of different things, but as Christians, we're supposed to identify with Christ. Uh, we like to say that we keep God at the center of our focus and that our identity is found in him, but is it really? Like that's, that's the big, big question. Oftentimes from my own experience, I find that the business busyness of life sends me down a spiraling rabbit hole like <laughs> one from Alice in Wonderland, just yep. falling and falling and falling, slowly descending into a world of make-believe where I am big or I'm small or I'm having a tea party or coffee party with a guy in a crazy hat or froey hair. <laughs> it's a or I'm talking to a caterpillar, um, but never actually really being who I am or knowing where I'm at, right? It's just kind of what life throws at you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the craziness that surrounds that and, and just everyday routine life. And that's kind of like I'm identifying kind of like in this wonderland and not necessarily of yeah. who I actually Yeah, can am. I speak into that for a second, though? Go for it, Like, Because here's what I'm thinking. You know, a lot of times people always talk about priorities, you know? Right. Like, like it's off the cuff, so hopefully this will flow well. Um, they always go, okay, rank, uh, rank your relationships or who you are. So it's always like who's supposed to be the top of your list? God, God's supposed right. to always be the top. And then after God, it's, you know, your family, wife, kids, mom, dad, brother, sister, whoever, and then occupation, all these different things. And I think that's actually is part of the issue because you yeah. said a key word in that phrase you, you or in that little, that paragraph. My little excerpt. Your excerpt. I, that was beautiful. Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> you said um, 
it's supposed to be found in God. But a lot of times we want to put God at the top of the list, but not put God in everything on our list. Mm, yeah. Like, like it's not just the fact of that was so good, man. I don't know if I could say it again. That was some Mike Todd, Stephen Furtick type <laughs> stuff right there. Um, but we put to- God at the top of the list, but we don't always put God in the things in our list. You know, it's right. always like God's up here and then everything else. Well, versus like no, like like uh, I once had to explain to me as like a wheel mm. where God's in the wheel and everything that comes off that stems from God. So right. you're a father in Jesus. You're a dad. Well, same thing. You're a mom in Jesus. Right, You're right. a steel worker in Jesus. So it's the idea of it, if Jesus is in all, through all, above all, it should radiate in everything that we do, not just be part of the list. Well, and, and you know? another interesting fact is that if you think about it, you know, it's easy for us to talk about that here on a Christian podcast or at church with fellow mm. Christian believers. But what's it like in everyday life? Like you were saying, <laughs> in every aspect of that wheel, do we always uh, exuberant, exuberant? <laughs> Can't even talk tonight. <laughs> do we always show there? I'm there gonna, you go. I'm radiate. Gonna, radiate. radiate. There you. Uh, Christ in our lives. So much so that, you know, we, uh, Mark, I'm going to use you as an example. Uh, uh, go ahead. But I'll charge you for you it. Know, <laughs> one dollar a second. <laughs> Ten dollars a word. Ten dollars. <laughs> but uh, you know, you're a very competitive athlete. Mm-hmm. And that competitive athlete, you know, are you are you always showing Christ through that? I'm, I'm not saying that you don't. I'm just using you as an example. But you know, I think of me as a child, well, as a young man playing sports. Um, sometimes I'd get frustrated, you know, and I I wouldn't like show Christ through my actions. Like I wanted to, I didn't say anything, but just through my actions of being mad. Like it didn't quite match up. Right. Exactly. But, but that's not who I, I mean, I was supposed to be and have my identity in in Christ and be a follower of the way, as we like to call it on the podcast. Um, But I always wasn't that thing. So now the question comes into play is, are we, really a lover of Christ and his identity, or are we a lover of self and our identity? There's a lot of Mm. self-help, self-focused books, and we talked about these in previous podcasts about how we can use those as tools, but if we rely too much on those, are we now so focused on ourselves that we're not focused on our identity in Christ? Mm -hmm. So what's your thoughts on that, Mark? My my, my first thought goes into the, the, the question that my counselor asked me a lot, and Neil still listens, man, so Neil, you're gonna like this one, I hope. It, it proves that I listen. <laughs> but, you know, like... Uh, he don't care, bro. You're paying him. <laughs> He's like, well, whatever. Well, I mean, it's true. But, uh, I, okay. Sorry. Uh, but, anywho, but but no, like, this past year, I went through a crazy identity crisis. And, in fact, it's still changing. Because, um, like, overnight, like, I everything I had was lost. And I'm like, right. so who is Mark now? Like, I had to re- rebuild myself and all these different things. And... um we were looking at the Lord's prayer and talking about the kingdom and the mm-hmm. fact of a lot of times we like to have a warring between the kingdoms. We have God's kingdom and our kingdom, and we like to rule our kingdom, but then give homage to the, to, to God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. Or as God says, no, when you follow me, you give up your kingdom. You're now a citizen in my own kingdom. So what does that mean? That means I'm not trying to build my own kingdom. My identity of what I do sh- shouldn't be the number one thing or, or what I'm trying to accomplish. And some of this, I think, goes back to how you're wired, how you're built. Because some people mm-hmm. are kind of like, you know what? I got no problem putting any stakes in, in what I do. Right. It's just, which I think we still do. There's still a lot of pride. And you might be thinking, oh, I don't care about myself. I always look out for others. Well, that could still be a pride thing because right. you're you're doing that for right. others because it, it makes you feel good. That's what pride does. The same right. way as if I, you know, if I go mamba mentality on somebody that makes me feel good if you don't know basketball reference you have no idea what i just said but kobe bryant uh or mj in the last dance there you go so um but but for me going back to good old good old uh enneagrams you know the the the, the way i'm built is very much a three I, wing two a three wing two i didn't i didn't want to say it i wasn't gonna say it but i remembered but my enneagram doesn't make me who i am it just describes and helps me see my weak spots it's a tool it's a tool it's a wonderful tool and but a lot of times i put what i do and what do i accomplish as my worth Mm. so i'm only as good as what i produce 
Mm. And, and so there's a journal that I'm going through pretty slowly. And uh, the last one was the question of why do you feel like you have to produce to feel good about yourself? Why don't you just rest in the fact of God? Like Jesus has already accomplished everything on the cross. Why don't you rest in that? And it's like, because I want to do it. I want to, you know, it's just, it's how I'm wired. So, so when I hear that conversation, my struggle is, you know, I'm only as good as my last success story. Mm. I'm only as good as what do I accomplish or what people say or Mark, that was a great sermon. That was a great blog post. That was a great episode. That makes me feel good and gives me my value and worth and validation from that. Right. Versus the fact of God's like, no, dude, you're, you're a son. You're a co-heir to the throne. You're a royal priesthood. That should be enough, dude. It doesn't matter how good anyone else says. I've already told you that you are worth my son dying for. So that should give you enough worth. Now, you know, that sounds good and that'll, that'll preach, but living that out is like it's, a nightmare. It's rough, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> and how often do, like, I look at my own life and think about my own worth and all this stuff, and it's um, how much have I, how much am I relying on me mm. and, and am I identifying with what I've done or what I've accomplished or what I have? Do you struggle with well, that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you, man. You're preaching to the choir right here. I'm singing, <laughs> brother. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really hard because it's a fine line, right? So we go, okay, well, we got to, you know, I hear it a lot. And, and Scott said it in a message, and I don't remember how many weeks ago. It was one of the ones I watched online, so I know it's been within this COVID virus thing. But he said, uh, how much do we really look at ourselves? And take pride in ourself. And I don't remember exactly how he worded it. Um, but we, we, we focus so much on the inward and how we almost create an idol in ourself. Mm. And rather than focusing on the outward and what we're supposed to be doing. And it was, I think, along the lines of um, following Jesus's last, com- the Great Commission. You know, as he was leaving, and it may have been months ago that he said this, so I don't hold me to it. I think it was his embracing change. Yeah, maybe it I was. I think it's the fact of you can try to change yourself on the inside as much as you want, right? But you're not going to change it until Jesus changes you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, I, I think we almost focus too much on. Again, it's it's a very tangled web, so we we do need to focus a little bit on our actions. Right, because we want to reflect God. We're ambassadors to the throne. Like right, right. I mean, we have a job to do. We have a responsibility, right. you know. But if we 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 as fallen creatures, quotes, uh, <laughs> as fallen creatures, even though we're a new creation, we still have some of the old attributes of the fallen creatures, right? Oh, 100 percent. And so, uh, naturally, I think we focus a little bit too much on ourselves, and not intentionally. I don't. I'm not saying that any Christian out there is intentionally doing it. I think it's one of those struggles that we just kind of but fall back. Preservation is right. huge. You yeah, know? lover of self. You know, uh, even Adam, dude. I think of Adam when he goes, hey, "Adam, why you sin? You see this woman you gave the, me. The woman made me do it. Like, daddy. The woman made me do it. <laughs> like, like it wasn't me. It was this woman that you gave me, God. Right. So you're the problem. Like Adam was trying to save his own butt. Right. He was trying to shift blame. Yeah. But I, I feel like we still struggle. It's one of those struggles that I think we as Christians still, you know, go through on a daily basis. Is uh, we focus on our identity of whatever it may be, you know. It maybe it's uh, maybe it's a mom and um, how well she takes care of her kids. Mm. You know, it's she's serving her kids, but she's identifying as as just a mom, right? And not as a daughter of the Most High God and the Most High King. So, I mean, so I do have a question though. I have a okay. question before you go in. I know, yeah. I know, you're trying to get somewhere. Do you think that social media to nowadays has hurt our ability to identify in Jesus? rather than compare to other people. Like, like you know, I, I hear a lot in, 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 in the mom world and in, in the women world where it's like you look at the Instagram moms that are crushing it. You look at the Instagram moms who are like, I got three kids, or no, more like I got seven kids and I homeschool and I work out and I do this and I do that and I do this. And it's like um, my kids didn't die today. And, and so you, you, you stake your identity. I'm a sucky mom because of that. Or like, you know, a dad who's doing all these stupid, cool things. Like, well, I'm a sucky I, dad. I think social media is a really cool platform. But I think that it does have a dangerous side of it that it can, it almost pulls you and drags you into that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not intentionally. I just think it it's a natural. Um, sometimes people just want to release. Hey, right. you know, I'm just going to kind of 
spill the beans on what's going through my mind right now. Um, and it could be a really great platform. I've seen some really great things come out of Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> and, and, we're, and we're on the platforms. Uh, MySpace. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, but I've seen the great things through the years through these social media platforms. Um, and then you get to people that are like, look what I'm eating for lunch. Click, click. Like, like who cares? But, you know, <laughs> there's, there's. The influencers care. <laughs> no, but I feel you. But, feel but you. that's, I mean. I, I think, again, just like the Enneagrams, it's a great tool that can be used, but you have to be careful because it can draw you in. And and identity in Christ and living out that identity in Christ is so hard and so difficult, and it's hard to understand, and it's hard to keep in the forethought of your mind uh, when you're going through everyday life and you just, you're a share. Mm. Like, some people are just sharers. Like, they just want to share their lives with people, um, not knowing that, some of the things they're sharing is more of like, I'm identifying with what I've done and my accomplishments, like you and I, you mm-hmm. were that way. And, uh, like me, like, Hey, you know, I want to post all the time that I roast coffee and look at the coffee beans. <laughs> and, um, I try not to do that. I try to try, I try not to post things and it's a struggle on Facebook other than if it's like for RTC or whatever, but. And see, I live on Instagram stories. And the main reason is my kids are just so freaking cute. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah. They are cute. Like that's, that's it, man. But, I mean, but I yeah, you know, kids. it's, it's, um, but even like that, like it's, I see it and I know it because it's me and you and we're so alike. It's an accomplishment. Look at how cute my kids are. Dang bro. Like, no, but seriously, but it's true. But see how easy it is to fall into it. And we don't even intentionally do it. We just want to boast about how cute our kids are. Mm-hmm. It's not intentional, but it's, it's self-identifying a little bit and it's such a struggle and I'm, and I know we've probably got a lot of people who are like, even my wife's probably like, you're wrong because she <laughs> disagrees with me a lot. But this is, again, that's why I said at the beginning of the podcast, this is my perspective on it. And I think that in order to understand our identity in Christ, we need to understand some things and attributes of Christ. Mm, and you okay. know, we, yep. we, we read about this stuff and sometimes we um, read it and we're like, all right, cool, you know, and then we kind of gloss over. And I, there's so many attributes of Christ. And we're called to be a little, I mean, a Christian is, is, a, Christ, is a little fo- Jesus. Follower of Christ. Right. So if we're supposed to follow Christ, hey, follower, right. if we're supposed to follow Christ, how are we supposed to follow him? Wow, that was a horrible, <laughs> like, very rigid it was. segue. But anyways. I was, trying to be, I was trying to be slick. But no, we need to understand. So, you know, I, I, I think of eight basic, these are basic attributes. You, okay. But everybody, I, I really encourage everybody to to study the attributes of Christ because we're supposed to be like Christ. Mm-hmm. That's what having identity in Christ means is to understand Christ and to be like him and identify him as him and to serve him and do what he wants, not out of have to, but out of love. Mm-hmm. So the first attribute I think of is is Christ's loving, right? And, and we... There's so many scriptures on it. There's so many scriptures on on Christ's love and God's love for us, and and the love that He shows. But I picked out First um, John four seven and eight. First mm-hmm. John four seven and eight. Sorry, it's a song. I, I don't. It's know an old one. Sunday school song. Uh, Beloved, let us love one another. For God, for love is from God, and whoever love loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not know God. Uh, wait, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. So we've talked about this before about uh, the love that God is. You know, we talked about God is love and, and how to understand, how, can you love without knowing God? I think that was the episode name that we yep, did yep. a few podcasts ago. But um, God is so loving that he loved us first. But he is love, and so that's why he naturally does it. Right, and yeah. so, um, so, so Christ being in the, the trinity of the Godhead would have that same attribute, you know. The, 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 who was it? It was I think Soche told him, like his first or second week, he's like, I always think of, because a kid asked a question in VBS, that's what it was. They're like, what's the trinity? And it's like, oh, man, how do you explain this to fourth graders? Because <laughs> yep. we had fourth grade class. And he goes, well, it's kind of like uh, – like the three three phases of water. You have ice, you have liquid, and you have a gas. Mm-hmm. All water, all different not all stages. The same. All yeah. different, you know, all different stages, but they're all the same. Right. And even that falls form. short a little bit. It does. They don't all exist. At the it same does. Time. But for a fourth grader, that's a pretty good it's explanation. Good enough, right? And so that's what I always think of. But yeah, so you'd think that they, 
Christ and God and the Holy Spirit all had the same attributes. Mm-hmm. Function differently, but had the same attri- attributes. So number two that I would say would be um, Christ is forgiving, right? And and we can see that one John three sixteen was the first scripture that came to my mind. I'm like, I refuse to use this scripture because it's so overused <laughs> that people just like gloss over it now. But it but is it is a good scripture yeah, it's a and it's, one. it is very solid because if he wasn't a forgiving God, he w- he wouldn't have sent Jesus to die for our right. sins. And then on, and, and then seventeen I think is better than sixteen because it said he didn't come to the world to condemn it, but that the world will be saved through him. Right. Well, I didn't go with either one of those. I, oh, man. <laughs> I went with Luke 23, 34. Mm. And it says, And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, and they cast lots to divide his garments. So this is right at the like, cross. This is after, and, and, and this cross. wasn't like after he was humiliated. This was after he was beat, bruised, and hung on a cross. And hung on a freaking cross. <laughs> yeah. He's still asking for the forgive, like, Father, forgive them. Like he is in miserable pain, about to die, and yet still asking for forgiveness for the people that are doing it to him. But not only those people, but for all of eternity, every sin. And so that is such a powerful scripture to me about how forgiving he is and how, again, loving he is. It's funny how all Christ's attributes are always present. And and even in these different little circumstances, you can still see his attributes. And in just those first two, I'm like, Dang, I got to imitate both of them. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, Trust me, I'm preaching to woo. myself. Just, uh, like, writing this was so hard because it's like, man, I don't do a really good job of that. But, you know. Dang, first first two are hitters. What, what else we got? All right, so number three, I said, is humility. Mm. And this comes from Mark 10.45. It says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So humility, what do we think about? We think of pride and humility. You know, they're, right, yeah. they're complete y- polar opposites. Yeah. yeah, A prideful Christ would have been like, you will serve me and you will wash my feet. But that's not what we see in the Christ that came to this no, earth. No, that's, that's that's the pagan gods. That's right. the Greek and Roman. And- right, the, the Zeus and uh, I will strike you down and Poseidon will make the sea swallow you up and all that. That's what, like what you see if they don't right. get the offerings they want and stuff. And... That's not how Christ came. Christ came to serve, not to be served. And so he had that humility to where nothing um, was more important than showing that love, that forgiveness, and that humility through his actions on this earth. Yeah, and and, and even a second passage that goes along with that one um, is Philippians 2, um, which is considered an old, old, old Christian hymn, but it's the fact of, you know, have the same attitude of Christ Jesus who existed in the form of God, did not consider himself equal with God as something to be exploited, but instead he emptied himself by um, assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. Um, and when he become a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient, even mm. to the point of death on a cross. Yeah. Man, that's, yeah, see? Dang. Bam, bam. <laughs> Are we supposed to emulate this? Man, this is this is rough. Can we just stop with three? And we're not we're we're, we're a third of the way through. Can we just stop with three? That wrote, like that's that's hard to live up to, man. So number four, and people, you know, I always like to think I'm a compassionate person, but Christ is compa- uh, has compassion, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, what kind of compassion? Well, Matthew 9 36 says, When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. And at the same time, he when he when he was going into Jerusalem, it said he wept over the city. Right, yeah. That was about to freaking murder him. The, the shortest verse in all the Bible, Jesus, Jesus wept. wept. <laughs> like he, he, he had compassion and yeah, empathy it broke and his sympathy. Heart. And, and, yeah. and that's what compassion is. It's not just like, oh, Mark, I, I feel bad that you got to clean the cat box. I'm just looking at your cat over here. But I feel bad that, that you got to clean the cat box. It's like, no, my heart aches my heart aches that's the compassion like my heart aches it not that you have to clean the cat box but <laughs> you saw my face <laughs> but but to do things and to to see you know a sh- sheep without a shepherd is what mm-hmm. matthew nine thirty six says what's going to happen to that sheep especially back in those days those sheep are going to die mm-hmm. and die horrible deaths either starvation or you know wolves bears wolves, bear, lions, yeah, yeah all that stuff and or break a leg and just suffer mm-hmm. and die like the the suffering. So the 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 shepherd is there as a protector, yeah. and these are sheep without the shepherd, 
And that's where the, that type of compassion that he had was like, it broke his heart. And that reminds me kind of of the, the interview from a couple of episodes ago. Like Joe wants to go back to Peru because his little, the, the slogan they use is we're using their God to tell them about the one true God. Like Joseph right. hearts breaks when he thinks of Peru or um, even Beth, like, She's single, 28, adopted five girls because they were in drug-infested homes right. or they were not being taken care of. And they're, both of them, their hearts broke, and that's why they're doing what God called them to do. Right. That's yeah. what all Christians should be doing. So, yeah, can you imagine? But, like, even having compassion on every unsafe person, they're the sheep without a shepherd right now. Mm-hmm. That's, like, that type of compassion where it breaks you because you want to see them protected. And there's only one protector. And that's Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So you got to have that compassion. So that's number four. Number five, Jesus Christ had gentleness. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. This comes from the Sermon on the Sermon Mount. On the Mount, yeah. Matthew 5, 9. So gentleness, and I also think of Galatians 6, 1. It talks about, you know, if correcting a brother, do it in gentleness, that you don't, you know, fall into the same sin right. that they're yep. in. So, you know, there's gentleness throughout the Bible. But because okay, speaking the truth... Is not the opposite of gentleness. That's passiveness. Right. Gentleness is even saying speaking what's the, correct. Yeah, saying the truth, but in love, which we had an episode. <laughs> speaking the I truth. I don't remember in what love. episode number. I don't either, is, but it's back in there. So go go digging if you want to hear more about that. But having that gentleness, being that peacemaker, and being a peacemaker doesn't like people think of a peacemaker like the Peace Corps, like oh, you know, peace, just gotta love like everything. This, this like, that's not World peace. a peacemaker sometimes has to go to war to create peace. Hmm. If you think about it. Um, like Jesus had to go to war against, you know. Against death, against right. Satan. He, and he's going to come back and there's going to be a war. But in the end, there'll be peace. There's that peacemaker attitude. But it's in gentleness for us so that we don't end up in eternal damnation. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's the gentleness. So gentleness isn't always what people think is soft. Mm. Sometimes gentleness is strong. But it's truth. It's it's something that brings us in. It brings the sheep in back to the and, shepherd. And we're supposed to be, you know, people of reconciliation. To to you know, yeah. I, I always think about the parable that Jesus told about the ninety nine sheep and the one that got lost. Yep. Right. And so back in those days, if a sheep continued to run away, the shepherd would actually break their legs, break their legs, right, to keep them from running away, and then he would carry them on his shoulder. So if a pastor's a shepherd, right? Break them legs, Scott. And, <laughs> and some sheep ain't following. No, they keep no. running away. There's a difference. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Uh, I, was, I was doing it funny. Yeah, I know you were. But that's a form of gentleness because if they continue to run away, what's going to be the result? They're going to die. They're going to die. So the gentleness is, I broke your legs, and now I'm going to carry you through it after I broke your legs to keep you by me. And by the time that that sheep's legs healed, they're so much closer. That shepherd and that sheep are that sheep is so close to, to its master, to the one that's been carrying it, feeding it, t- taking care of it. It's just an amazing thing. So that's a form of gentleness. Mm-hmm. Again, these are my opinions taken from scripture. So so far we have taken from scripture. So it's not opinions. Uh, we got Jesus attributes of Christ. We got loving, forgiving, uh, humility, compassion, gentleness. Okay, number six would be patience. Mm. Uh, it comes from 1 Timothy 1.16. It says, But I receive mercy for this reason, that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. So, patience. We, uh, you know, you think of patience, you're like, oh, man, these kids are driving me nuts. Just have patience. I, there's, a, <laughs> there's a famous thing in, in my house where we get we got it from Family Matters, Janiel and I, and we go, three, two, one, one, two, three, what the heck is bothering me? Like, that's our that's our <laughs> saying when we're losing patience. But if you think about patience in, in the aspect of Christ, there were, there were so many, like, I think of patience with his disciples, right? They didn't understand things. And they were like, oh, I'm going to take my, I'll defend you, Jesus, or I will never deny you. And he had yep. patience with them. But I, and then I think of, of me and bring this back to, to our time nowadays, my personal sharing here and the disobedience that I have in my life. You know, I, there's no perfect human. So we all have some sort of disobedience to God mm-hmm. and how patient he is with me. Cause he could just go and strike me down right now in an instant. It wouldn't even take him a, a thousandth of a second. 
and I could be dead. He could just lose his patience, but he has patience with us every day and continues to work with us and continues to push us to holiness, to be like him, to follow him, to draw us closer to him. And that's the form of patience that Christ had. He was very patient with everybody. So that's mm-hmm. another one of his attributes. Number seven is obedience. This comes from Philippians 2.8. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. And we talked about we talked about this. Like, yeah, that with the humility side. Man, yeah. The obedience, and it, it talks about, and I don't remember, you're the, my concordance, um, it is better to obey than to sacrifice. Oh, that's what, back with uh, King Saul and uh, Samuel. Yeah, I don't remember. Was it, well, he was supposed to was wait to sacrifice. Or was it in? Uh, no, I think it was in First Samuel. Was it? Okay. But yeah, because King David or King Saul was you know, supposed to wait until I, th- I think it was Samuel showed up to do it. And he's like, oh, well, you're taking Saul. So it was, yeah, because so it was, I just it need was to sacrifice to, well, to honor God. It was before a great battle. Right after. It was right after. Was it? At, I right. thought it was before. Nope, okay, it was, you're it right. Was, you're, the, was, you're my concordance. I'm going to go with you on that one. But it was right after, but it was the fact of he said, wait for me. He's right. like, well, we had said great thing and I wanted to honor God in this. And he's like, bro, obedience is better right. than sacrifice. And, and so being obedient to God. Being obedient to his ways is so important. And I, I really don't have to explain this too much past the point of Christ and God want the best for us. And anything he's going to tell us is not for bad things to happen to us. It's good things come out of those those obedient moments. When we obey, when we listen and obey, we tend to have less heartache and hurt because when we don't obey, Usually there's a path to destruction because we're choosing our own way. <laughs> like if I cho- chose tonight, you know, the Bible talks about don't be drunk with wine. Well, if I go get drunk tonight and des- decide to go drive, I could kill somebody or kill myself. And that's a consequence of my disobedience. Mm-hmm. So obedience is, is another attribute of God that to, or to Christ that he even died on a cross. He obeyed the Father and went to the cross to die for our sins. So number eight would be prayerful. Christ is prayerful. And uh, this is just a little short one, and I, I didn't even put all the reference down. I <laughs> see I put Luke five, and that that was and that it. was it. <laughs> so forgive me on that one. I'll have to go back and look and add it to the show notes. But it says, uh, but he would withdraw to desolate places and pray, right, all the time. If throughout his whole ministry here on this earth, the, the, I was gonna say the dude. That's horrible. He's it's a, it's like a sacrilege. Yeah, the dude. dude. <laughs> um, I mean, the dude would go but pray. Christ, Christ would go pray constantly, constantly, constant communication with the Father. Because how, how can you know the Father's will if you're not communicating? Even though he is the Father, but he's man at the same you know, time. So it's, it's, this, this is where it struggles for me. It's, it's the fact of if God the Son couldn't get through his days without praying to God the Father, even though he was God. Right. It's how, like, do we, how do we do that? <laughs> and honestly, I suck at praying, dude. Yeah. Like I was listening to a child. I wasn't listening to Andy Stanley. I was listening to a Charles Stanley sermon. Oh, when I was out yeah, my day, boy. Man. And he was talking about, it was about God's will and prayer and all these different things. And he, he was talking about what does it mean to constantly be in prayer. Right. And it's the fact of, I'm like, dude, I've never lived my life this way. of in constant prayer and communication and not kind of like talking to God like he's right there next to you while you're walking down the street, right. but every every decision and fervently praying and, and on my knees. Well, and, and just any time you have a, a spare moment in your mind where you're not focusing on something else, you're focusing on God and praying to God and talk, just talking to him. Like the, to me, because it says, take captive every thought and to meditate upon the Lord day and night. Right. And it's like, oh, how do you how do you do that? But I don't, man. If we, if we number seven, obeyed <laughs> and did that, <laughs> I wonder what our lives would look like. You know what I mean? I wondered the, the, how much God would move in our life. And I, I'm, I'm curious more. to see how no. many people are more in tune with their spiritual prayer lives now because of COVID. Mm. I mean, not, not, I mean, for, for you, you were still working. I was still working. So my life looks completely different, but I'm still working. Mine doesn't. Mine's um, the exact same. Because you go to work. <laughs> but I, I work at home. I got the kids extra yeah. days because preschool shut down. Um, but, you know, I, I know a lot of people started to do more spiritual disciplines in this time of COVID. Yeah. Because there was nothing else to do. Right. That's, I mean, that's good. I, but I, it's, I, I think it, I think it, it shows the fact of when we slow, like, this is why camps are beautiful. Mission trips are beautiful is it forces you to unplug and slow down and just be like, yeah. not be still, but it forces you to just be right. Be with yourself, be with your thoughts. You're not 
busy. You're not stressed out. You're not, well, I mean, you could be stressed out, but you're not, you're not go, 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 go. You don't leave your stinking house. Right. So you have a lot more time for yeah. you to, to yourself. Right. You know? But what did you do? Did you binge on Netflix? <laughs> I mean, you know what That's I mean? That's the valid yeah. question though. So, like, what did you fill the space with? So I got a question for you that was posed to me by Janelle. Okay. And, and then we'll segue into what is it, what's it mean to be a Christian and find our identity in Christ? If a stranger, and this is a question for our listeners, you don't have to answer it, Mark, if you don't want to. <laughs> but as a Christian, if a family member or somebody else, uh, a friend, um, somebody who's not a Christian were to describe you, not you, but like the, the general you, Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would their first thing be like, oh, they're a Christian. They're a follower of Christ. Like, oh, I just know. Or is it like, like we talked about at the beginning, I should have said this in the beginning, but I thought oh, I was going to segue better into it, but it just, it sticks in my mind. Cause ever since Janiel, she brought it up to me and I'm like, man, it's just like sticking with me now. Like I can think of my coworkers, my coworkers would be like, oh yeah, he's a hard worker. Like, yeah, he gets his job done. Like, like that's how they would describe me. Not like, oh, he's a Christian. Like, even if they're annoyed, like, yeah, he's one of those Christians, those Bible thumpers like that to me would be better. Like, okay, at least I'm identifying with Christ, like my identities in Christ and they see it. Um, but to me, it's, that's not what they would say in my own life. So if you're listening now, what, what would those people say about you? Would they, would they say that, oh yeah, they're a follower of Christ, whether they're annoyed or not at it, or would they be like, oh, that's yeah. You know, he's a father, she's a mother. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're a good friend. We like to party, you know, Mm -hmm. um, no, they're a good athlete. You know, those things that we talked about that people often identify with. Because, <laughs> quick story, my godfather, all right? My godfather was in the CMA. And if you don't know what CMA is, it's the Christian Motorcycle Association, right? They were the oh, okay. Christian bikers that would go, they go around. They, yeah, they go around, they do charities. We, they, we used to go on the, like, Feed the Hungry rides and stuff like that, CMA. They're still going on. The association is going on today. Um, it's a motorcycle club. But it's for Christians, and um, we have the Hell's Angels here. I say we have Hell's Angels. We have Hell's Angels side. here in, the, in in South Bend. And my godfather actually um, was went to their clubhouse. They invited him to their clubhouse because he was a Christian, and they tried to get him to party, but he wouldn't. He was just witnessing to him. And some of the guys are like, "Oh, you're full of baloney." And the president of the Hell's Angels goes. Nobody ever mess with this man. This is to my godfather because this man's for real, and I'm scared of his god. Like, <laughs> like and that's to me, a hell's angels. To me, dude. a hell's angels could see, and, and I'm not trying to boast about my godfather, but like to me, like that's like the ultimate status as a Christian. When when the hell's angels tell you, don't mess with him. I'm afraid of his god. <laughs> like this is a Christian, and he's for real, and he means what he says. Right. Like he's not playing. But they they also said if you ever. If you ever, if we ever catch you drinking a beer or smoking a cigarette or anything like that, you know, the things that, oh yeah, the, the, the they're like, they're yeah. like, we will kill you because you're not real. And you've been in our clubhouse and preaching us all this stuff. Like that's how, like, but that was not my, my godfather was not that way. And it's, oh. it's an interesting story, which we can talk about Ooh. later, Mark. But yeah, it was just so interesting that he, he knew his identity in Christ and so much. So Christ was emanating so much in him that like, even the hell's angels were afraid of messing with him because of his God. Right. You know, which we all know is the one true God. But yeah, but it's because his actions matches his talk, and his talk right. matches actions versus right. one or the other. And it's, right. you know, look at Acts. The Christians didn't call themselves Christians. Right. The original word Christian was an adjective. Right. It was not a noun. Right. And so many Christians today, Christianity is a noun, dude. It's who you are. It's right. not what you do. You identify as a Christian, it, rather than the the world identifying you as right. a Christian. But they even were, they even, were just followers of the way. Even self-identifying as a Christian in today in the Western culture today doesn't really mean a whole lot. Nope. And, and we live in Catholic haven, it means, dude, by it, Notre Dame. Well, yeah. And it's, everyone's like, I'm a Catholic, I'm a Christian, think, I'm a this, but it's... I think about it, you know? If, if like, okay, if I went up to a complete stranger, be like, hey, I'm a Christian, my name's Chris, and I'm going to talk to you about this. The Western culture has turned Christianity into basically just, oh, that's a person who takes their Sunday morning and goes to a building... Kind of like a cult. Has rather a little, than, has a little cup of grape juice. Rather than being afraid 
of the God whom that person serves. Just like in the Old Testament, I mean, there was times where the Philistines or so, so, you know, so many different people and cultures and kingdoms would come up against the Israelites when the Israelites were obeying mm-hmm. and God would allow them to have the victory and they were afraid. They were afraid of the God that the Israelites served because they knew there was no way the Israelites could have, could have beaten them in this battle or whatever. It had to have been their God. And they were well known for serving the one God. You know what I mean? Even the Egyptians would say the same thing. And so it's just interesting to me that um, how much the Western culture has ruined the term Christian. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and we use it more as, like you said, as a noun um, than actually what it is. And, it, and, and really, Christian shouldn't be a noun. It should be a verb. It should be a Christ it's what, follower. It's, it's what, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm following Christ. It's like, I'm going to follow Christ. That's a verb, following. Um, so, yeah, I just, it's even crazy to think about that. I and mean, that just, uh, that just popped in my head how, I, okay, even if I identify as a Christian, like, what part of Christianity? Like, am I just like the right. Christian as like, oh, yeah, I go to church on Sunday. You know, I try to mind my P's and Q's. I try to read the Bible. I try to pray. Make sure the good outweighs the bad. Right, right. But. Bring I mean, your ties. We shouldn't identify like that. We should identify as, as a. Well, I'll get into that in a sec. <laughs> we got, Do you want to go there? Yeah, let's go there. Yeah, let's so, go there. So we're talking about. Uh, I did five quick little little tidbits <laughs> of what I see some attributes and how Christians should identify as followers of Christ. Well, I'll, yeah, with Christ. So number one is a follower of Jesus, right? So following Christ is more than praying a prayer and showing up to church on Sundays. Uh, You should so closely identify with Christ that others see him in you all the time. Yep. And I think we've hit that one pretty hard today. uh, Yeah, we've hit that one hard. We've hit it in the previous podcast. (laughs) What's my favorite scripture? Matthew 5, 16. Uh, uh, um, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. He said on a hill cannot be hid. Right. Bam, nailed it. Cold stuff for you. Uh, so number two, um, identifying with Christ. So first, you're, you're a follower of Jesus and what that means, that, that you should um, constantly show Christ through your life, not just through your words. Number two is you're an adopted son or daughter of God. So we are part of a family of the Most High God and the Most High King through Jesus' crucifixion. We have been adopted into God's family and Romans eight fourteen points that out. It says, "For all who have been, uh, for all who are <laughs> being led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God." So, it talks about there, and I, I, I'm trying to. We got to kind of start wrapping things up here. So <laughs> I don't want to no, bore man, our listeners, good. but uh, we have been adopted through Christ and and Him dying on the cross, and us accepting that gift. It's not a prayer of. Lord, I was a sinner, and now I'm not. And Lord, come and live in my heart, which, by the way, is not biblical. Oh, um, that's a fun conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the, the sinner's prayer is, is it's Christianized for us, um, is not being what, what it means to be a follower of Christ. Yeah, we should do a whole Christian cliche series. Ooh, that'd be like, good. like, let go, let God. Yeah. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> Wrong wheel, Jesus. Oh. Have you seen that meme? No. He takes the wheel, the tire, like not the steering wheel. And oh. then there's a crash. Wrong wheel, Jesus. Gotcha. Anyways. Anywho, adopted son or daughter of God. Yep, yep. Yep. So number three, we are heirs to the throne. Now, this is different from being adopted, right? Right. Because. They go a little hand in hand, though. They do. But if you think of adoption, right? Adoption, you're not blood related. And back in the old times, like the oldest son, that would be. Uh, like biblical times, when this kind of stuff was written, the the eldest son would be the heir to the throne, would be the heir to the riches, would be you know, right? He would be the heir of the family, the patriarch. Yep. Um, and it's not that way for us. We are all heirs unto the kingdom, right? So we're we're heirs into the kingdom of God. Uh, so much so, so we should uh, have just as much invested into the kingdom as the great king does. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, and I'm speaking for myself, I don't like to me having 
having invested in something means I'm passionate about it. Like I constantly think about it. I constantly want to do it. I think of roasting coffee for me. Yep. I'm passionate about it. Like I'm thinking about, it. I'm thinking about ways to make it better. I'm thinking about doing this and trying this bean and trying that bean and trying to go to darker roast, a lighter roast. I mean, that's just the things I'm thinking about because I'm passionate about it. I'm vested into it. Uh, we should be that way with the kingdom because we're heirs to it. It's going to be, it's God's kingdom, but as heirs, naturally it would be our kingdom. And it talks about in scripture that we're going to even rule over the angels. Um, so the scripture I tied in with this was Galatians 4, 7. It says, therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Like, to me, that's huge. Like, that's a big scripture. We were a slave to sin. Mm-hmm. Christ set us free. And we'll go into that in a second. That goes in the next one. Yeah. <laughs> so Christ set us free and made us a son. And being a son, we're an heir to the throne. So you think about a king and an heir to his throne. Would the heir to the throne want to see his kingdom destroyed or not do anything for his kingdom? No, he'd want to do whatever build he could. Up, yeah. yeah, to build it up so when it was his, it was a greater kingdom than what his father had. Right. Yep. Now, obviously, we know God's <laughs> I mean, not going that's anywhere. Not going. It's, that's not, yeah, that's not God's not going, going anywhere, but it's interesting to make us heirs. Yeah, it's back to that conversation of are we trying to build our kingdom or are we trying to build God's kingdom? Right, exactly. So number four, uh, we are free from the burdens of sin. Christ paid our debts, and we have been freed from the bondage in sin, which has held us captive from birth. If you think about it, when we were born, we were born into sin, right? Mm-hmm. Through Adam, we shall die. First Adam, we shall die. Through the second Adam, we shall be what? Freed. Freed. So, right. uh, yeah, I believe that's, or, or born again, or it, whatever it said. But yeah, freed is, I think, the NIV version, but we'll go with the free. Um, I was thinking a different verse. I'm like, oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait. Come back, Mark. <laughs> uh, so Galatians 5.1. Funny how Galatians 4.7 said one thing, and now we're into Galatians 5.1. See, a little mm. bit a little bit further mm. along. Uh, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Okay? So because we are free, I think about the, the COVID-19 pandemic right now and how many people are worried you know the worry that's going through and that's almost making us the fear is almost making us a slave again in bondage to um, something that isn't healthy I won't necessarily call it a sin but we can be put ourselves back in those situations of where we're putting ourselves back into slavery I think of pornography you know, we talk about pornography and how people, it's like a bondage. They always call it the bondage of pornography. <laughs> right. Um, or drinking alcoholism. Um, it's a it's a major thing that we continue to put ourselves back. Why should we do that? We've been free, so we should stand firm in that freedom that Christ paid for and not reburden ourselves with the yoke of slavery, like Galatians 5 one says. Mm-hmm. So then the last thing I put is we are all loved by God. And these aren't in any order of significance. I just, as they were coming to my mind, I wrote them down. We are all loved by God. All right. We've talked about this. We've, we beat this over the head through a lot of different episodes. Um, But God loves us more than we could ever understand. He has shown us his love time and time again. He loved us from the beginning and will love us through the end, through the end, not until the end, but through the end, because there's eternal life. Uh, nothing can separate us from his love. And it says in Romans 8, 37 through 39, no, in all these things we are, not, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And that's a very, very well-known scripture that we in the Christian circles like to, to use, but yep. it's so true. There's nothing that we can do, nothing that on this earth that's going to happen. It's going to separate us from the love of God because how can it? Because when we are yet sinners, Christ loved us. So his love is always for all people for all times. And so nothing we do, whether we sin or we play Christian or we self-identify and become a lover of self, 
or we do the right thing and identify it with Christ is going to separate the love of God from us. Mm-hmm. It might separate us from God, but God didn't move. Right. You know, I actually have a quote that we posted on the, the Instagram stories a couple weeks ago. It's uh, an old Puritan by the name of John Flaville. And it says, as God did not first choose you because you were high, he will not now forsake you because you are low. Mm, yeah. So he didn't choose you because you were good or you were the best. He yeah. chose you when you sucked. So even when you're still sucking, you're in the low and you're in the pit and you're in, you know, literally, like, you know, either even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, like that's us saying, like, even though I'm walking through hell on earth right now, right. I'm not going to fear the evil because you are with me. Right. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. <laughs> Which is kind of an interesting conversation. Yes, but that's a whole nother that's podcast. A whole other, but it's, it's the idea of it's you're so loved, not because of who you are, but because of who God is. Exactly. Man, Man I'll be dropping some quote bombs today. Mic drop or pen drop. Anyways. Uh, uh, our Instagram followers, can y'all make me some graphics with my quotes? <laughs> <laughs> But I love it, man. So as a Christian, our identity should be a follower of Jesus, an adopted son, an adopted daughter, co-heir to the throne, um, a free man, a free woman from the burden of sin, and ultimately, we're loved. Yeah. The deepest longing desires of an Enneagram 3, wing 2 are wrapped up in those five things, and I struggle with those every... You you like that? I struggle with these every day, dude. Yep. I hear you. I struggle with them all the time. But it's not just you. I think it's every Christian struggles with, with... continuing to, you know, choose this day whom you will serve. I think mm. that applies to choose today who your identity is going to be in. Ooh. Is it going to be oh, in yeah. you or is it going to be in God? Is it going to be you or Christ? Mm-hmm. Are you going to choose today to to rely on yourself or are you going to choose today to rely on Christ? And I think that's where it's all at, man. And and this is where I think it comes full circle. This will be, this will be my closing thought. Go my for it, bro. Thought is 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. These are two of my favorite scriptures. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his possession, so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you're God's people. You had not received mercy, but guess what? But now you have received mercy. Can't say it any better than that. I think that was both of our final thoughts. <laughs> well, phone drop. No, not really. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah. It's just, Ugh. as I was, you know, just a quick, as I was reading through these scriptures and going through this, man, it's such, scripture is so powerful to, to find our identity even today from something that was written thousands of years ago. Mm-hmm. Because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and does not change. He is and always will be. It's just amazing to me. It's just, I don't know. It God, maybe, maybe, too. maybe God opened up my eyes big time to scriptures today. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, the Bible says that it's sharper than two, any, any two-edged sword. Right. Can, you know, I mean, it can, it can separate anything. Um, but, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm in the same boat as a lot of Christians, where it's like we know for a fact that the Bible can change us and that we know our identity. But the struggle to quiet down, settle down, get out of the hustle and bustle. I mean, I'm a grinder. I hustle hard. And I don't, like, go, oh, I'm going to sit and read my Bible for the next five, ten minutes. Right. Like, Most of the time it's like, it's hard. Oh, crap, hey, I got to read it real quick. Hey, look, there's a scripture on Instagram. Hey, look, there's a scripture on Facebook. All right, I read my Bible today. <laughs> we call them the, uh, those, those are spiritual fruit snacks. <laughs> Not even a, that's a fruit snack. One, a, one piece. <laughs> one piece of a fruit snack. It might be really tasty in the moment, but it ain't going to last very long. Right. Yep. All right. But man. that's a struggle, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people out there in listener podcast land oh, they're like, struggle with They either too, turned man. us off because they don't want to hear it, or they're like, I feel that. I feel you guys. I feel you guys. Because it, it is. It's a struggle every day. And and I, I don't think there's a person out there who doesn't struggle with it, at least at some point. Maybe not Scott. You know, but <laughs> but yeah, nah, I'm sure he does. No, do. he, he I'm sure he does. does too. But either way, man, I hope uh, for those of out in listener land, um, I hope you felt a little encouraged by that. We're 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 speaking the truth in love and in grace and in mercy, and and that's what we want to do. We want to provide hope to to the best that we can. Right. Um. But you know, even though I think that would be a great way to end the podcast, people would be very sad if we ended it just on that note 
Even though it'd be a good because it's been out. well over forty something episodes. This is, I think, episode like forty four or something like that. Where I now, yeah, it's whatever it is. Because <laughs> okay, forty three. This is episode forty three. We said at the beginning of the podcast that that this this was five eight of twenty, so May eighth of. 2020 yeah something, something crazy so by the time it drops it's a later date so obviously you know that but, we, but either we way record a lot of our stuff what i'm trying to say is we need some fun facts with fuller in our life fun facts we need we need a segue button yeah we definitely do. we definitely do but bro do you have fun fact for us tonight have i had a fun fact for our 40 plus episodes yeah then yeah I, you have you've, you've been consistent I, you've I been have. steady bro i've been steady. been steady so yeah i have a fun fact for today did you know, Mark, there's an American town with a population of one, Uno. That's it. One. A whole town. With one I did not know this. Okay. Monowee, Nebraska is the only town in the United States with the unofficial po- unofficial population of one person. And yes, she owes taxes <laughs> to herself. She's in her 80s and she's employed as the villager's mayor, librarian, and bartender. <laughs> there's your fun Whoa. fact for the day how does that even work though man i mean but but literally think about it like how does that work like is the building like the zip code i can't believe that nobody's been like i'm gonna move in and like does she have a a claim to this land that she's made a town and she's like no one shall pass like, <laughs> dumb, <don't. laughs> my my lord of the rings quote but how does this work that's what i want to know how the heck does this well, work obviously she imports a lot well you know what we gonna do <laughs> we gonna go build a little shack let's do it right next to her and be like population three well it'd have to be more than that we got kids but we could populate it could be the real talk christian town Plant the RTC flag. Oh, <laughs> that'd be something. There we go, man. <laughs> Get ourselves an official RTC town. I love it, man. But hey, either way, all you guys out there in podcast land, just like we always say, leave us a review on Apple iTunes. Leave us a comment on Podbean. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Email us. RealtalkChristianPodcast.com is the place to go for everything. We love you guys out there. We could not do this without you guys. But until next time, take it easy. Thank you for listening to Real Talk Christian. To help get our podcast into the ears of other people who need to hear these conversations, we would love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. To keep the conversations going, feel free to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and share our content with others. See you next time.